Francisco 49 is deep in the heart. Like Joe Montana in the corner, deep Clark. Garrison Hurst, stiff form going 99. Don't get it twisted, one and all with prime time. John Taylor, Jerry Rice down the sideline. NDB, greatest owner of all time. Groovy, Walgren, Bill Belichick were all students of Bill Walsh. Don't ever forget. Hi guys, welcome back to the 49 Affair for the UK show. Tonight I'm joined by Najee Karat, Paul Hope and first time guest Richard Jones. Evening guys. Hello, good evening. evening. Good evening. Hi, everyone. Richard, do you want to introduce yourself? Tell us where you're from, how long you've been a Niner fan, and why you became a Niner fan? Yeah, so um, I'm from Worcestershire, but I live in Liverpool. Um, and then whilst at uni, uh, I lived with a Bears fan. I wasn't really into the NFL, but I'd watch any sport. It was the year they played the Colts in the Super Bowl. So they were on the late game a lot and I was watching them a lot and I was like, oh, I need to get a team, like which team should I support? And the, they used to show like the highlights of the game and Alex Smith did a like a QB sneak to beat yeah. Seattle and I thought, I like that play. That was like, you know, that impressed me. I'd never, you know, I'd not watched a lot of American football. I was like, oh, who are they? Oh, they're the 49ers and obviously it's a name you've heard of. And then sort of next year I went and bought Madden and got into it more and more. And I think I really sort of, I got my interest peaked around the time Harbour took over. Right. Yeah. Um, so, um, and then obviously like once you sort I find once you're into a team, you kind of look at the city and the, the area. And we went in 2014 on my honeymoon, we went to San Francisco Um that obviously with my wife um <laughs> it's kind, of, kind, of, kind of the way these things work unfortunately and um yeah we uh we as we left San, we drove down the coast to la and um we called in at the ground but we just missed the last tour but we went in and got some stuff from the uh the club shop and then i suppose yeah that 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 was in the next three or four years were really a period that tests your your fanship isn't it really <laughs> but yeah. Last year, last year I got four years. A bit like my marriage, I had five rough years and a good one at the end. So, so what, what, uh, when you were there, when you were in San Francisco, was that in season, out of season? Uh, August. It was August. So, yeah, as it was, we we were booking, we booked a flight because we, we did San Francisco and LA, and we were flying out on the day of the. It was Denver Broncos played. They played Denver Broncos at the new stadium. Right. So it was, it was out of season, unfortunately. But we have plans made for my 40th in a couple of years to go over. Fantastic. I mean, going over to San Francisco for a game is absolutely fantastic. Yeah. Um, I was lucky enough to get to Candlestick before the tour. Candlestick down. It was the last season. Um, and I've been to the Levi's quite a few times now. And every time I, I go back, every subsequent time I go back, it, it gets better better because they do different things to make it feel more like a, a 49er stadium um, and make it feel a little bit better, uh, more like Candlestick. To me, Candlestick, it, it just had so much history there. Granted, it, it was an absolute pigsty, it was, it was filthy, <laughs> but it was, it was a fantastic stadium. I mean, saying it's made more like a 49ers ground, I think we only really noticed that last weekend that we didn't have home advantage. Yeah, after mm. last season, because I think the previous however many seasons, I think probably most teams have got a better record there than we had. And yeah, pretty like, much. And then last season, it became a bit of a, a bit of a fortress. And obviously, like without the crowd there on 
Sunday did affect it, I think. So last season was the first time I've actually been at Levi's and seen them win. Um, we came very close on all three previous trips over there. Um, but yeah, on uh, last last year, week 12 against the Packers, that was the, uh, the first time I'd seen them win. And that was a fantastic game to go to. That was a pretty good game. Yeah. yeah. You were there for Jimmy's first touchdown as well, though, weren't you, Lee? I was, yes, back in 2017. I'm glad you mentioned that. I'm actually sat wearing a T-shirt tonight that I actually bought in 2017. It's the first time I've been able to wear it because I've finally lost enough weight to actually put it on. <laughs> so, yeah, I've had it for three years and I've never worn it once. So I've got the opposite problem to you with lockdown, I'm afraid. I'm looking for uh, new 49ers gear for uh, different reasons to you. <laughs> yeah, so you're expanding. <laughs> yes, that's one way of putting it. I yeah. just thought the Jimmy connection would be quite apt with tonight's show. Yeah, like yeah, said, I remember you being there for his first touchdown. You know, it's it's funny because I mean, every, every, I I would I'm going to assume everybody's seen the vlogs that I did in 2017 and saw what kind of state I was in at the end of the game. I mean, both myself and David, we'd had a lot to drink that day. We, we had reason to to drink. Well, there's never a reason to drink that much, but <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> we, we'd had a good day. We, we'd had a lot to drink. Um, I can't remember the trip back from Levi's. I, I just can't remember that whatsoever. It's just what people have told us happened on the trip back. Um, but the game, I remember the game perfectly. I, I remember the throw from Jimmy. We, we were at that end and it was right in front of us. And I remember that so clear, it's unbelievable. Yet I can't remember a single thing after I turned my phone off to stop recording on the way down the stairs out of the stadium. <laughs> But it's strange. It's strange what you remember. It's something that's now burned into my memory, that play. Right. So, as this is only game two, I'll dispense with the stats that we normally do and get straight straight into the discussion. Najee, on paper, this game is a big game. It's a game that we should win. The Jets have their own injury concerns. Crowd has been ruled out already for Sunday night. And to be honest, the strength of the roster on both sides of the ball is pretty poor. What do you make of our opponents on Sunday night? Well, I think it's the perfect opponent uh, to get this revenge tour uh, kick-started right back where it, it should be. Um, unfortunately, uh, we, we all know what happened in week one. Uh, losing by four points is not what we intended to do. So I see this as a get-right get game. I think the Jets are pretty poor, but let's not forget they're also an NFL team and everybody on that roster is an NFL player. So I, I wouldn't underestimate them either. Um, you know, they've got somebody in the backfield that we know very, very, very well. And we know he's a very, very good player, albeit um, quite old by NFL standard. Um, I'm really looking forward to see Frank Gore play again. That's going to be awesome. Um, so that that's that. Um, yeah, I think it's, I think it's the perfect week two week two game, especially after the week one we had. Um, there's a lot of things that can go right. Um, we've got players back as well. Uh, I'm wearing his jersey right now. I'm looking forward to see how you play. Um, it looks like Akello Witherspoon might be playing, depending if he can clear the, the, the concussion protocol. So um, he's cleared that? It's clear that, right? Yeah, because he was limited that. Thursday. So um okay, so that so Wizard's gonna play and it's a 
a bit like Petrus, it's an opportunity for him to, you know, um, be his uh, last year, early season self and be awesome. Um, so, yeah, there's a lot to look forward to on the good side, but it's also... God forbid we we lose this game against against that team. Uh, it's not going to be easy. It's on the east, so it's a long travel. You know, I'm sure everybody's pretty tired after a gruesome week one, and the air quality was terrible. So I'm pretty sure everybody's quite tired. But um, I hope the team can get this right. I I hope I hope we can you know get back into the uh, Niners contention Super Bowl by uh, putting a good display and and just you know annihilating the Jets season once again. Paul, thoughts? Yeah, yeah, I mean, the Jets looked laughable against the Bills last week. And as Nadji said, we've come off a devastating opening loss. Um, personally, I think Darnold is an overrated and overhyped, so nothing about him scares me heading into this Sunday's game. I'm expecting the 49ers to be focused, angry and determined. Um, I want to see the team that we expected at the start of the season. I do believe it's going to be a bounce-back game for Jimmy. I think the game will fall on his shoulders, as much as I'd like us to establish the run. From what I've seen and what I've read, the Jets will focus on stopping the run game. Um, so, obviously, I think Jimmy after last week as well. I'd like to see the ball put in his hands and maybe he's run a lot of play action, a few bootlegs, get Jimmy's confidence back up. But I'm fully expecting that we should dominate in all phases of the game. We should win quite easily. But like Nadji said, I'm also looking forward to seeing Frank Gore back. We definitely can't underestimate him because regardless of who else the Jets have got, we know Frank's going to be up for this big time on Sunday. Well, to be honest, Frank Gore was the best back that the Jets had playing on um, Sunday against the Bills. Did, did you see the Jets game, Richard? Yeah, I watched it. I watched the sort of the 20-minute highlights and I think... Because the, the red zone when I watched it the weekend, you kind of dip in and out of it. But I think they had the Bills had two missed field goals and turned the ball over twice in the red zone. So I mean, they should have been out of sight. And it was, I think I looked and I think they'd made only made one of eight passes in the first half. There's nothing like you said. There's nothing to scare us. There shouldn't be anything to be wary of other than ourselves. But I personally feel. It's a win-at-all-cost game. We need to win. But I also feel that we need to move the ball through the air. I think, Paul, you said on the last week's show, you wanted to see the playbook opened up a little bit. Yeah, that's right. Like you said, I was maybe, you know, pride before the fall. I actually went into last Sunday's game thinking Shanahan was going to, you know, open up the playbook, like we said. So I'm on the same page as you again this week, Richard. I want to see us really show what we can do especially with Ayuk back. I think we're all excited to see him finally get on the field. I mean, I can see us grinding them a bit similar to the Vikings and or Packers in the playoffs and grinding yeah, I'll, them I'll out. I'll take that. Um, <laughs> I don't... I don't <laughs> the, uh, no, and I agree. Once I, I take that for the win, but if we do that in the next two, this game and the week game after, with three games in and all the question marks will still be hanging over... Jimmy and the receivers. I think we almost need a game. I'd rather win a sneaky shootout, but throw the ball uh, in the air a lot see, and get a bit of confidence. I, I, I agree with you. Although, if, if we want to talk about Jimmy, and I think it's inevitable after after all the 
of the everything that's taken to him this week. I think I think it's a little bit crazy to me. But let's talk let's talk about Jimmy. Let's say he has a 500 yard game and scores four touchdowns. Do you not think people are going to say, oh well, but they don't have Jamal Adams anymore and the Jets yeah, are terrible Jets. anyway? I just I just don't think um, we should care about what people say about Jimmy. Um, I think he should because uh, he should that should piss him off and. Uh, you know, motivate him to, you know, be better and iron out the inconsistency. Sorry, um, that is shown uh, throughout his career. But I'll I'll take a Vikings game uh, any day. Give the ball to Mostert and let him run for 200 yards. That, that's what that's who we are first and foremost. And people tend to forget that. That uh, going back to Jimmy, we don't need him to be Aaron Rodgers. We don't need him to be. Patrick Mahomes. We need him to just have good games, which obviously he didn't do week one. But we don't need him to have stellar games ever. Um, and that's something I think Steve Young has, has talked about it this week, which was quite insightful. Um, uh, I urge everybody to go and have a read of what he said about him, basically saying that he was reading too fast and he needed to uh, basically take a chill pill and grow through his progression a little bit slower, which um, Everybody's been banging on about it. I sometimes stare as a receiver and everything. So, yeah, I think I think we'll never win about Jimmy. I think people are always going to complain about it, whether it's one way or another. And I'm I'm not. I don't care so much about Jimmy himself. I, I care about the Niners, and I just want us to win and put a, a good show on. If we win like we did against the Packers, people are going to fear us again, and and the run game is going to be kickstarted again, and especially with Jet. You know, McKinnon uh, in the second game, it'll be a bit more comfortable. Um, I don't know what you guys think about that, but well, I, think, I think it's interesting that um, you think we can put in the performance that we did against the Vikings and the Packers. I don't because I'm you not might, sure we can. Well, you might um, be surprised that the Jets yeah. allowed the second fewest rushing yards last season, so their rush defense is quite good against the Bills on Sunday night. They only allowed 98 uh, rushing yards total. And I think Josh Allen had maybe 40 of those rushing yards. So so they kept the running backs to 58 yards. So I think they've got a good rush, run defence, which yeah, is going to force I us think, to throw. I, yeah, I'd, I'd seen that, Lee. I mean, I think what I was more meaning, Nadia, as well, I agree with you. I think, you know, we sneak a win on Sunday with a last second Robbie Gold field goal and we win, you know, 17-14. We can't win, can we? Because the critics will be out again. I agree. I think as a 49er fan, I want to see the team come out on Sunday and put on the show that we know they can. I think you touched upon everyone's talking about Jimmy. I'm, I'm on the same page as you, Najee. I just want our team back. I want. I don't care whether we run the ball, whether we throw the ball in the air. But I think on Sunday, we want to see a dominant performance. And I'm talking on defence as well. I'm fully expecting our pass rush to be a lot better this week. I mean, I know it's well documented. Kyler Murray gave us a lot of problems. Like I said at the start, Darnold isn't Kyler Murray. So I fully expect our defence to show up on Sunday and put a statement of their own down. I'm not sure what you guys make of that. Yeah, 100% yeah. agree that I think we've struggled last season against really mobile quarterbacks that can sort of get out the pocket and make things happen. And I don't think Darnold's got that in his locker I think I'd be more worried about facing Josh Allen because he, <laughs> he could run on us but 
I mean, as I, it's a bit like you say, it's catched. It's sort of devil in the deep blue sea. We can't. We, if we win and we don't play well, we'll get we'll you know we'll get grief. And if we win and do play well, people will go, oh, "It was only the Jets." But yeah, absolutely, I would take a Green Bay performance though. So. <laughs> <laughs> any day, any day. Let's get it. Yeah, let's talk about let's talk about that D line. Um, I think I, I agree with you, Paul. I want I want to see. Not more because I think they played really well. And containing somebody like Carla Murray is not easy. There's not many defenses in the league that can do it. Um, it's always a, uh, you know, minimizing his effect rather than stopping him. It's almost impossible to catch um, people like him and Russell Wilson and people that run around the pockets, especially especially when you spread with five wide receiver. You know, that only leaves. Five, five to six people in the box, which means you know the offensive line is is one on one. So he's he's got nobody to look after him. Um, so yeah, um, I'm expecting this week. I want to see some sacks. Um, you know, I want to see Bosa get on a sack count. I want to see maybe Kinlaw get get one. It was very close last week. Um, I want I want to see Solomon Thomas play a bit better. I want to see Armstead having the season he's had last last season. Um, it looks like D4 didn't practice on Thursday with a neck issue, which um, I'm not sure about. Um, I hope he can play. I hope he's fit. Because even if he's not, I don't think he had a good game against the Cardinals. Um, his presence is always, you know, it takes somebody's mind off somebody else's, basically. So, yeah, um, I want our defense to, uh, especially our D-line, to play, to play really good, especially because... We're missing cornerbacks, um, especially Richard Sherman. That's now on IR for the next three weeks. Um, it's almost a blessing this COVID new IR thing, because otherwise we would have maybe lost him for the whole season. Um, so if we, if our defense, if our D line can put a good performance, and it makes you know um, the DBs back there much, much, much easier job. And I think that's why. One of the reasons we're good in the back end and in the past defense is because our D-line is so dominant. So I do want to see that. Um, do you guys think it's um, it's going to be a good game for our linebacker call? Um, I, I think they had a good game. Uh, I think this one, we won't need them as much, but um, what do you guys think? Well, if we can go back to the Jet offensive line for a second before we get into about the linebackers and um, the possibility that we're going to get a lot of sacks. You're probably right, because if you look at the Jets' offensive line, they took a left tackle in the in the draft, uh, pick mm-hmm. 11 in the first round. He's actually carrying a knock. Um, he injured his knee in the first game. I think he's missed one practice this week and then been limited the rest of the week. Other than Beckton, you've got two mid-round picks, uh, fourth-round, fifth-round pick as your left guard, your centre, the right guard and the right tackle are both undrafted players. Mm. And when you look at the history of all the players, bar Becton, who, who's a rookie, they haven't particularly done very well over the last few years. It's a really weak offensive line. So if this game is not the game that's set up for our defensive line to get as many sacks as they can, to, to go overboard all out and just absolutely flatten them, then I don't know what is. I think it's a perfect opportunity to dominate at the line of scrimmage. I agree. I agree as well. Well said, Lee. <laughs> yeah, I think I think that's what you know. Paul, you talked about uh, Sam Darnold not being 
Kyler Murray, and I obviously agree with you, but Sam Lanol was a number one, you know, uh, it was down, you know, if Baker wasn't going number one that year, I think Darnold would have. Um, for good reason, he's a good quarterback. I think he's just playing in a system that doesn't fit him. He's playing behind a horrible offensive line. Um, it didn't really have a running game either because Levin Bell is not who he used to be. So, yeah, I think it's a perfect game for us, but let's not, let's not underestimate them. As I said, I think NFL players can beat any NFL players on any given Sunday. And let's not get in a trap that this is going to be easy. Let's just go out there and dominate. I think, I think this is what's very important. Um, and I'm sure the guys know it. Um, you know, they're not, they're professionals. I'm sure they'll play 100% from the start. But let's not, let's not give them any wiggle room. I mean, he looked terrified on last Sunday, Sam Darnold. He did. I mean, I know he was seeing ghosts. Was it last season? <laughs> he had mono, I, I, though, so... <laughs> I think he was seeing zombies, ghosts, anything from Game <laughs> of Thrones on Sunday. And, and hopefully, that's what... I mean, i just like us to be comfortable. I'd like to be able to almost turn off in the fourth quarter and flick on red zone. That's that's sort of my ambition. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like Lee said, the front four should apply. Our front four, sorry, should apply pressure to the weak protect line. And I agree with Nadji. Maybe I was a bit harsh at the start of the show about Sam Darnold. When I meant he was overrated and overhyped, obviously he went into the draft. Like you said there, he was, he was high up on the board. And obviously he hasn't had the luxury of playing on a good team. But mm-hmm. still, the, the ghost comment, I'd forgotten about that until Richie didn't remember mention that. <laughs> Hopefully, he's seen plenty more of them, like we said on Sunday. But I just, I'm looking forward to Sunday's game. I, I think it's been, last week's game's been taken well out of context. It was a close game against the Cardinals. Yeah, we didn't play great, but we still could have won. We, we said that on Monday night when we did the review show. And I've gone back and watched the tape again this week. We only lost by four points. And we could have won it on the last drive of the game. So... Shows you how close. And I think, like you said, Nadji, it's why we all love the NFL. Any given Sunday, any team can win. And on paper, this is a gimme. But I believe the coaching staff this week will have had it drilled into them that that's not the case. And I think they're going to be approaching this game as professionals and we're not going to be taking the Jets lightly. That's my opinion for what it's worth. Well, I think that's why Lee... Lee touched on it during his intro, I think I think the loss is actually helping us a little bit here because if had we won against the Cardinals comfortably, we could have walked in MetLife Stadium and, you know, thinking that the Super Bowl was already given to us and all we had to do was just play games and, and we'd get there eventually. Um, so the wake-up call is, is pretty good and I, feel, yeah. I can actually kind of feel bad for the Jets because they're going to hopefully <laughs> see the might of what we can do and I just, that's all I want I just want us to play good football and as Richard said if we can if we can wrap up this game by halftime and you know be be as many points up as possible and then and then just cruise with uh, with all our rookies and B teamers and in, in the third and fourth and I, I'll take that any day um, and I think we have to if if we if we call ourselves Super Bowl contenders if we if this is a revenge tour, these kind of games have to be put away and worn comfortably. Um, I don't know what you think, Richard Lee. Um, in terms of in terms of our offense, do you think we are equipped to score, say, 35, 40 points on these? 
Oh, without a shadow of a doubt. I think we are. I think we are if we take the handbrake off. Yes. I, I felt like are we you, played Are you not concerned at all the lack of, of, of wide receiver and the fact that we essentially, and I think I think Ayuk uh, and Sanu are going to start pretty much, uh, which basically don't have any experience in this offense in this year. Basically, two, almost two rookie, Sanu being a, almost 35 years old. One. So I don't think we have a lack of wide receiver. I think the wide receivers played well last week. I think they did the job that that was asked of them. Jimmy has missed some throws last week. As as we said the other day, Jimmy had a bit of a stinger. He did miss some throws. Even Pettis was getting open. So I think the wide receivers are doing the job. And um, you referenced the Steve Young article where Steve Young was saying he's gone through his progressions far too quickly. He needs to slow it down. So effectively, Jimmy is just a second-year player. It will slow down for him. The quicker it slows down for him, the better it is for us and our wide receivers. This game, again, could be the perfect opportunity because he's going to have a long time in the pocket, or at least he should have a long time in the pocket, to be able to pick out a player and throw the ball to them. So it's going to be interesting to see what he does with whoever suits up and whoever starts at the wide receiver position for us. What do we make of Kittle ahead of Sunday? I don't think he'll play. I think he'll play. I think he'll. He's he's just a warrior. He's a beast. He said he'll play. Kyle said he'll play. I think he'll play. And this is another reason why I want us to put this game away as fast as possible. So at least he can have an extra two quarters of rest and not have to put his body through it. Uh, yeah, yeah. That, that's why I asked that thought because, like you said, we want to take him out of harm's way if we can on Sunday, don't we? We don't want any yeah. more injuries. I think if we're you know if we're fourteen up and or even 21 up and it's the middle of the second quarter, I think I think he'll sit on the bench for the rest of the game and give Jordan Reed and Chris Reddy and, and Charlie Warner some more some more reps, which which they probably need without preseason and all that. So, it, again, I think we'll, we'll circle back every time uh, we talk about anything about these two teams. As, I, as, as soon as we can put this game away and put a good performance, the better for us in every aspect. Another positive, it's a six o'clock game this week. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Makes no difference to me. I always stay late anyway. Watch everything. Uh, yeah, that's <laughs> it as well. I just we don't we only have two this season when I was looking at the schedule. Yeah, trying to, to get Mondays off work and, and everything else. But it'll be nice to sit down at six o'clock on Sunday and think, right, let's get our business done and let's get it done early. Let's put a statement out there. Yeah, I'm keeping my fingers crossed for some good weather so I can stick the barbecue on before the uh, 6 o'clock game starts. Ha- have myself a, a mini tailgate at home <laughs> and then enjoy the game. Yeah, let's, let's hope so. We mentioned how bad the, the Jets' offence is. Um, and again, I mean, looking at the defence, I, I mentioned it in the intro, the actual depth, the, the strength in the depth of the roster is absolutely terrible. It looks poor. The, the defence, again, is made up of mainly mid-round and undrafted players. That's not to say that they're bad. I mean, look at the amount of undrafted players we've got who are really good players. But then you look at the performances that they've been putting in as well, and now you can understand why they're that bad. You've got Quinn and Williams, who was the first-round pick, who, who it was rumoured we were actually going to take Quinn and Williams yeah. instead of uh, Bosa. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I'm looking um, forward to seeing him play because I, I haven't really, and 
I really liked him out of college. Well, to be honest, watching um, him last week, he, he just looked slow and fat. Yeah, well, he's a nose tackle. That's what they do. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, the, the, the hype about him last year before the draft was he was an absolute sack beast. And that, that's why we should take him. But I haven't seen that. Every time I've seen him play, I haven't seen him. Um, I took him in the in my fantasy draft last season because I thought everybody's going to miss out on him. They're not looking at rookies. So I went for Quinn and Williams thinking, oh, it's going to be fantastic. He's going to be doing all the, the legwork for the Jets. I'm going to get a load of points. And he, he, he was poor in fantasy every time I watched him play in the highlights. He was poor on the highlights. Watched him again Sunday against the Bills. Just not impressed at all. Not impressed. Well, I think it's, again, you know, it... It's all about setting, set up, and the look of the draw, isn't it? it if Quinnen will, if we, if Quinnen Williams was playing in, on our defensive line, I, I think he'd do pretty well. Um, unfortunately, he's playing in a defense that um, isn't great. Um, I wanted to talk about um, their coordinator actually, because I forget his name now. Um, I despise the man. I, I think he, sh he shouldn't be on the football field ever again after. Greg Williams. Yes, that's the one, Greg Williams. After the uh, Saints scandal and the, you know, the paying people to injure the other people, yeah. uh, which you know, I'm pretty sure would, came out that they were targeting was it Patrick Willis and and Colin Kaepernick against us um, uh, back in the day, or yeah. or, or was yeah. it Frank Gore and Alex May? I can't remember, but I can remember the the report saying they were targeting a few of our players and. Uh, especially good people. I'm, I think it might have been Frank Gore, actually. Um, so, do we think... I mean, I am no fool to think this guy still does the same thing he used to do at the Saints. He's a good coordinator. He's a horrible man. But um, are we are we afraid a little bit about Kittle's injury and him targeting him, maybe? I wasn't until about 30 seconds ago. <laughs> How are you, Feb? <laughs> I'll be honest. I, I think Kittle's got no chance of playing. I, I think he was purely a decoy second half on Sunday. Yeah, I think he was. And I just think me I mean, I like as you said, Paul, I didn't I hadn't thought of what Najee's just mentioned, but I also I just think that it's it doesn't rest him. He might he might be named. He might be sort of he might not be inactive, but I just don't think you get him in unless you have to. Yeah, I agree with that. Completely. I, th I think we should do that. Stick him in a uniform, sit him down uh, and let Jordan Reed have a run out. I think it's something to, like you said, Nancy, I think it's something they'll be aware of. I mean, like you said, that, that news broke and it was, you know, wasn't the greatest at the time, was it? And you've brought it back there. Um, I mean, like Lee was saying earlier, the Jets, I mean, the defence was brutal against the pass last week. I watched it back on Game Pass just to get a feel for the Jets. And when I looked at the stats afterwards, I think Lee's mentioned the yards through the air and stuff, but I think it was a 60% success rate the Bills had yeah. putting the ball through the air last week. So, I mean, on that basis, you know, I don't think we've got that much to worry about. Um, and I think it's a good game for Ayuk and Sanu. Maybe he's mm -hmm. rookies coming in. As yeah. What better game to ease them into so, the yeah. team? Yeah, you know, that's, that's my opinion. It's probably a good game for Witherspoon to take over from Sherman as well. Yeah. Because the wideouts are far from elite. They're far from average, to be honest. Yeah, and Nadji mentioned that about Sherman. I, I, I'm not added tonight. I circled that as a positive 
in a strange way that he's missing this week. Like Nadji said at the start, if he was going to miss any games, this is what you want him to miss. Yeah. Get him mm. right, get him healthy. Right. And right. with the spoon, with the spoon in a contract year this year. He is, yes. I think every all, all, all of, yeah, all of our cornerbacks are. All of our cornerbacks. Well, starting. <laughs> the, you know, more motivation they need than, I think, you know, was it against the Saints last year when Witherspoon had his standout game for us? He, he showed flashes last year, didn't he? Of no, definitely he not be. against the Saints because I think uh, mostly took over, yeah. yeah. Uh, mostly yeah, took over it, towards the end. Was, it was early in the season against, um, I think he showed down to Jewish Ministries to... Yeah. Yeah, I think the first three okay. games he was actually the ranked game, as he was the top corner. Yeah, he was. He was, and then he he hurt himself, and then when he yeah. came back, it wasn't quite the same. Yeah, I'm looking forward. Yeah, uh, uh, again, we'll we'll circle back to this is the perfect game, week two game uh, playing the Jets is. Let's uh, you know we we've got an easy schedule this year. We're playing the the AFC East and, and the NFC East. So. Um, which are arguably the two worst division in, in, in the league. And that's good. That's good that we can play these guys. But let's not be fooled. There's still NFL teams. I'm, I'm going to keep saying it. And these, these guys, sorry about the clock. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was the uh, same time. We've talked enough. <laughs> yeah. I'll just wait. I'll strike nine times. I'll just wait a second. Um, yeah, th- these teams are NFL. Um, we've seen it before. You know, upsets that happen. It's sports at the end of the day. Uh, the team had to travel all the way east. It's 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 not an easy travel. It's not a Liverpool to Manchester travel. You know, um, so let's hope. I've done can... that commute every morning for four years. Yeah, That's yeah. not an easy travel. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. It's not easy, but it's not it's not San Francisco to New York either. Um, so yeah, let's let's not let's let's hope we can just be ourselves and, and win this game comfortably um i'll just to be fair i'll just take the win um you said paul if we win 17 14 people are gonna i don't care uh, a win in a, in a, in the w column you know number one in the w column is what we need uh, it'll boost the confidence and 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 we can't lose because we'll play we're already playing catch-up with the rest of our division Every single team won the Seahawks, the Rams, and obviously the Cardinals are won. So, you know, we're two games on the Cardinals now and, and one game on, on each of the other. We cannot afford to lose. So let's let's be who we want to be, uh, Super Bowl contenders, get out there, make a statement, you know, put 40 points on on the Jets and, and then do it again next week against the Giants in the same stadium. And then we can uh, feel better of ourselves. I, I, I mean, personally feel, sorry, Paul, I personally feel that if you look at teams like New England, who've been successful for year upon year after year, you could, I could probably never tell me the result of a New England versus New York Jets game because they just get it won. Mm-hmm. Don't ask any questions. I'm sure you could ask like New England season ticket holders and they go, oh, we beat them, but I don't know what the score. It must have been quite simple. It didn't, you know, and that's what we need. We need a game where on Monday we're going, yeah, it was nice. You know, do the review, show in 15 minutes, you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that'll never happen. <laughs> no. Okay, so on to predictions now that we're talking about uh, scores. Um, the over-under is surprisingly low at 41.5 points. The 49 is a seven-point favourite, just as we were last week. Let's uh, let's have Richard go first with your prediction. What do you think okay. the score is going to be? So I've gone under. All right. Mm-hmm. I've gone 27-10 win. Not far off. I'll take that. That's a, that's a good line. I've gone over. I believe we'll win thirty-eight to twelve. Oh, that's very good. I like that. I like that. Um, I have no idea. This could go 
either way, either very, very large margin uh, or not so large but comfortable. You say 41 points. Are we going to win 41 nil? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll take that. I'll well, take that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll go. Um, I, I like what you say, Paul. I think. I think the Jets have got more than a touchdown in them, so I'll, I'll give them 14 points. Um, but I think we'll score uh, a point of 30, so I'll say 35 to 14. Okay, so just make the note of this so I can remember on um, Monday who as, to laugh at. As oh, much I as think I'd that answer to be right, me. I'd more like to be wrong and you two to both be right, if that's possible. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I'm going for a bit of a blowout win. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I'm going over, and I'm going 49ers win, 42-9. Right. Well, three field goals, or...? Um... <laughs> yeah, three field goals. I don't think three the... Goals. Yeah, I don't think the Jets will get in the end zone. I, I, okay. I think we'll stop them from getting in the end zone. And to be honest, I actually feel as though I'm being generous, giving them nine points. I, I gave him two touchdowns just because I want to see Frank score two touchdowns. <laughs> that's, all, that's all I want. I will try and go to Scott's position on us and, and be sorry about it. Yeah, I, I, I've just got this feeling it's going to be a blot. I think, Lee, it's going to be 42-9, did you say? Yeah, 42-9. J- Jimmy throwing for six touchdowns but getting sacked for a safety, and that's all. That's going to be the talking point, the safety. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, it would be. Yeah, it would be, honestly. I just wanted to say, Lee, I think this week's reminded me of being a faithful when the Niners in the last few years were horrific. And I used to get a lot of grief off my friends. Why do you support the 49ers? They're terrible, you know, 2-14 and 14 season and all the rest of it. And this week, with all the flack that I've seen, it's just made me realise again, obviously, we're never going to win every game. I know your bold prediction was we were going to go 19-0. and all. It would have been great. <laughs> Nadji's bold prediction still on. Robbie Gould yeah. still 100%, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I just, it just reminded me of why we love the NFL. Um, I touched upon it in the review show. 40 seconds to go, we still could have won that game. I don't know, we lost. But we all, every week, we go through these emotions and then on a Monday, we dust ourselves down and we watch the tape and you think, you know what, we've got a really good football team. And I like that we've got a really good football team. And I'm probably err on the side of Jay Peplow style optimism. But I'm still confident and I'm still hopeful my ball prediction is going to be right at the end of the season. Yeah. I hope so too. Okay, thank you guys. It's been good talking Niner football with you all. Yeah, yeah. Welcome, Richard. Good job. Thank, thank you, thank you very much. for joining us. Yeah, hope you've enjoyed the experience. Mm-hmm. Very much so. Thanks again to you guys, the listeners, who make this worthwhile. We'll be back on Monday with the Jets review show. If you haven't done so already, please rate us on iTunes and remember to subscribe to ensure you get the latest podcasts when they are released. Also check out our YouTube channel by searching for 49er Faithful UK. Until Monday, stay safe and go Niners. Go Niners. Niners. The San Francisco 49ers deep in the heart Like Joe Montana in the corner, deep Clark Garrison Hurst, stiff arm going 99 Don't get it twisted, one and all with prime time John Taylor, Jerry Rice down the sideline NDB, greatest owner of all time Groovy, Walgreens, Bill Belichick With all students and Bill Walsh, don't ever forget